Welcome to our fourth episode. Uh, today we are going to be talking about what is sin. What is sin? Um, and so to pre to before we get into that, uh, because I think this at least for me will be the first episode that I think the previous episodes are kind of prerequisites, uh, where we talked about truth. Um, Kevin defined it as God. I defined that as that which always is. We talked about what is God anyways. Kevin talked about the tribal deity of ancient Israel who has now been adopted as the Christian deity through the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, and I defined it as the infinite deity which exists. I think that's one of the thing that we're both uh, very adamant on. And when we talk about sin, I think that's going to be very important, right? Like if you're going to fall back onto, well, God, maybe God doesn't exist anyways, then this is not going to be a fruitful conversation. You should probably just stop listening. Um, sure. But, and then what is human? Uh, Kevin defined it as beings created in the image of God to represent God's authority and creativity to the rest of creation through love. And I defined it as beings which can conceive of God. Um, so uh, as we get started with what is sin, uh, let's talk a little bit first before we define have our definitions. Uh, what are some of the bad definitions that you see oh. floating around? I know this one is like, oh so gosh, many we could do a whole, whole, whole hour on just the bad definitions. Yeah, just bad definitions, right? Um, so when I did youth ministry, uh, a lot of times whenever I would talk to kids about sin, I would make sure to debunk uh, these specific ones. Because I think for a lot of people, sin is defined as things that are hurtful, right? If it hurts, if it's painful, it causes pain, then that must be sin. Uh, which I would often debunk with exercise, right? <laughs> exercise causes pain, but it is not sin. Uh, the other one I think that is more prevalent is, is it beneficial or detrimental to our people group, right? So it's like, oh, if this thing caused our people group to suffer, then that must be sin. And if it's not, right, then, and to me, that was always debunked with kind of a longer view, right? Like I was in a Korean American church. And so I'd often ask, right, like, is the, was the Korean war and all the atrocities that happened, were those things sinful? And they'd be like, yes, like, you know, clearly, you know, like comfort women and things like that, like with Japanese occupation. Um, and then during the career, like, yes, these things are sinful. Everyone kind of agrees on that. But then I'd be like, well, if those things didn't happen, you would not be here, <laughs> right? Like you would not exist. So they're beneficial to you and yet you would acknowledge them as sin. Um, so yeah, in your ministry experience, what are often the bad definitions that you run into? Yeah, some of them, I think, um... A lot of the time, the problem that I had with the definition of sin was that it's really vague. Mm -hmm. um, they just couldn't put words to it. So it would just be something like vaguely bad. Uh -huh. like, <laughs> I don't like moral, it. Yeah, vaguely morally bad. Uh -huh. right? Or like my parents get mad when I do it. So like mm. video games became sin. And it yeah. was like, what? <laughs> I had a class uh -huh. once and during one of the like the where the people were sharing, this one woman very proudly shared how she made her nephew burn his Pokemon cards in front of her because they were sinful. And I was like, oh, that mm. kid ain't never going to church again. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah, like... can you say trauma? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I would I would really push back on a lot of that by saying, you know, like if it's really just this singularly, you know, bad behavior or something bad, right? Then what about when you lie to protect someone, mm -hmm. right? So I'd, I'd start with like, is lying a sin? And they'd be like, yes. I'd be like, okay, well, what about when 
some of the Germans who were protecting yeah. Jewish, innocent Jewish people in their basements would lie to the Nazis. Is that a sin? Yeah. And they'd be like, oh. oh. And I'd be like, yep. yeah, exactly. Like, you'd think God's up there going like, oh, oh yeah. you, you lied. You you bad little girl. You I'm lied. Always like, <laughs> it's, it's the questions that we faced, like, every week in youth ministry that in adult right. ministry, everyone just doesn't ask. Like, nobody asks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, they they're, they have the same ideas. So yeah. it's just weird. It's like, they should ask. Yeah, they should ask. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost better because the kids come from a place of, like, I don't really know this stuff. But the adults are like, I already know all this stuff. Yeah. I went through youth ministry. You know how old I am? And it's like, yeah, but I don't the, care how old you are. Yeah. But then it's like, <laughs> you might yeah. be really wrong. It's like a mechanic that like doesn't know anything about a car, but is like, I have this certification. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay. So then lay it on me. What is your definition of sin? Uh, for me, it would be um, a failure. Sin is a failure to love God and a failure to love people. Failure to love God. Failure or to a failure to love people. people. And or, I guess. And then that's like the broadest yeah. terminology that I can use. And then, like, I, obviously, I can be much more specific. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> again, I feel like we we approach these things from such completely different angles. Okay, so yours is a failure to love God and or a failure to yeah. love people? Or is it and? And or. And or. Okay. Yeah. Um. My, it could be both. It could be either. Could be both. Could be either. My definition, and I've, I'm not as super confident of this as before, because I think I've, mm -hmm. I've wrestled with this a lot in the last couple years. Uh, mm -hmm. My definition of sin is that which is done in denial of reality. Hmm. Yeah. So that's why it was important. You're going to do. need to explain that. <laughs> so yeah. that's why it was done. That's why it was the the previous ones are very important for me, right? Because if we think of God as a, a preference, right, that you can choose to believe, you can choose not to believe, and it doesn't really matter, right, then the definition, my definition of sin is completely irrelevant to you, right? Because for me, it is, if God is real, God is real. It is real whether you like it or not. It is real whether you enjoy it or not, right? It is real whether you prefer it or not. And so, therefore, to do things against God is not so much to do things against, like, like in your, like, like, God's up here and he's, like, so mad at you and he's, like, looking at you and, like, you better pass the test, right? Like, right. no, it's, it's the same way as trying to, it's the same way as trying to jump out of orbit, right? Like, you know, like... I, I cannot jump hard enough to get out of orbit, right? Like, because reality itself pulls me back. And then mm -hmm. as well, and we talked about last week, like, if human beings are these things, right? If, if there is this one category of being, right, and that we all are a part of, then I think when you, when you talk about the failure to love people, for me, it's a denial of reality, right? Like if mm. I if I go and because I want your house, I kill you, right? Mm. Like then what I am doing is I'm denying the equal value that you have, right? I am mm -hmm. denying your reality as a human being in order to satisfy my greed or my my longing. Um, right. And so to me, I think if when I was trying to figure out like how would I catch all of the things that I would say I believe and most people believe are 
clearly sins, but then trying to draw that line somewhere between, like we talked about a lot of the things that people will say is sin, right? Homosexuality, right. marijuana use, right? Or Pokemon right. cards, right? Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> like those things are, right? Like they're real, right? Like even mm -hmm. like for sexuality, those things are real. So that's mine. Why don't you explain mm -hmm. yours a little bit and then we'll kind of dive into some of the nuance. Yeah, I actually think just like before, there's a lot of um, commonality mm -hmm. between our two definitions. Um, because for me, the reality is that God has created human beings with like the special divine purpose, right? Mm -hmm. That that was in our uh, discussion about what does it mean to be a human. And so to me, failing to love God and failing to love others is part of a denial of that reality, mm -hmm. right? Of the way that in which we were created. And I think the Old Testament kind of speaks from about it from three different angles. And um, I mean, this all credit to the Bible Project for this one, but uh, they have a fantastic series on this. But like there's sin, which is chata in Hebrew, mm -hmm. which means to miss the mark, literally. It just means to miss a target or miss a mark. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's avon, uh, which means to, um, to like stray off a path um, or it, it comes from the root ava, which means to uh, become crooked, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's iniquity, uh, which is pesha, which means uh, transgression or like a breaking of a relationship or breaking of a promise. Hmm. Um, and so I think in all three of them, there is some sense of either a failing to love God or a failing to love others or other people. Um, hmm. And yeah. So would you say that, <clears throat> do you think one of the problems we currently face is that we don't have three different words? Like, would it, would it be, would it, yeah, would it be, is there a word that encapsulates all three of those? Missing the mark, well, being crooked, and a breaking of promise. Right, so for me, it would probably be like self-centeredness or selfishness. Oh. Yeah. Then, and I'll push back a little bit, right, on your definition. Mm -hmm. I think because mm -hmm. a failure to love God and a failure to love people, right, those to me seem very self-centered definitions. And I can easily see mm -hmm. how, right, like, there are people that would take that and be like, well, I am, you know, I am holding up signs that say God hates fags and I am mm -hmm. doing these things because I love them, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, right. oh, like even we're bombing these people because we love them and we, we love yeah, them so much. We, right? we love them so much that we're going to yell in their faces and that we're going to bomb them because they're sinners and they need to, they need to love God. And so we need to do these things. So how would you, because to me, like, that's one of the things that I'm afraid of in my definition, which is, Right, like, it doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter mm. what you think. Only what matters in terms of definition is what is real and what is not. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So how do how would you combat that? Yeah, I think my professor says something really really interesting because um, he he sort of shared a similar definition, right, with mm. this. Um, but he was saying that there have been a lot of human atrocity. Uh, committed in the name of loving God. Mm -hmm. But he said, it is clear from any other hindsight perspective that anyone who claims to love another person and does not, you know, follow through for their good mm 
mm-hmm. is probably lying, right? Um, and so I would look at the person holding the sign, right, with just horrible words and expletives and saying, you know, screaming just obscenities at people and going like, are you really loving others there? And their counter could be, well, I'm loving God. And I would say, well, then I think you're not really loving God either because you're not loving the image of God and the other person, mm-hmm. right? Um, because to me, a failure to love others is actually primary. Um, I believe that that is the one that's talked about the most throughout Scripture. I think that's the one that is, is emphasized the most because I think a lot of people do really awful things in the name of loving God. Mm. Um, the Crusades were done in the name of loving God. Right. The witch hunts were done in the name of loving God. Oh. All of the horrible things Christians do to gay people is done in the name of loving God. It's not really done in the name of loving um, the brother or sister that's in front of you. Right. And now you and I believe that, and I 100% do believe that. But Mm. I can understand the logic that goes behind a lot of these people, which Mm -hmm. is, well, if hell and heaven are real, right? And we can talk about that in the future, right? How we define those things. Yes, we got to talk about that one. And even right now, like, I think we should probably maybe prioritize uh, defining love because I feel like it's going to be a very important one moving forward. Um, Yeah. But I can understand how a lot of these people will be like, well, if this gay person is gay and ends up in hell for all eternity, then me yelling at them and me being mean to them, me being oppressive to them, if Mm -hmm. it is a means by which they can accept their salvation, by which they can see their sin and turn from it and become a child of God again for all eternity, then that is the love that I'm giving, right? Like I would actually push back on that. Okay. I would say that that is not actually loving them because uh, scripture tells us that it is God's kindness that leads to repentance. So if you believe that yelling in their face is the most effective way to get them to repent and come back, then I would say you're wrong. I would say that's absolutely wrong. Um, And number two, I think it's actually very self-centered because you're doing the thing that allows you to essentially wipe your hands of any responsibility. Um, I think it takes a lot more effort to build a relationship with someone and Mm -hmm. talk to them and love on them and continually be there for them you know, than to stand on a street corner and yell. And I've told my kids this, like, those people, they are taking the easy way out. They are the ones who are doing the least amount possible in order to absolve themselves of their own guilt. Mm. And to me, that is the epitome of selfishness. I don't I don't think that's actual evangelism. I don't think that's actual loving of another person. Okay. That is a yeah. quintessential loving of the self. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. I will, let's table that for next yeah. week when we talk about love. Love, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think there's so many things there where yeah, I mean, the definition of love is so easily warped today. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that goes in the linguistic thing, right? Like in the Bible, there's so many different words that are translated as love, whereas mm-hmm. we just kind of have the one word. And we talk about sin as well. Um, so I wanted to ask, though, in terms of your definition, a failure to love God. So I am generally, um, <laughs> as an Asian American that was good at school, <laughs> the mm-hmm. definition of failure is right like very very um strict for me right and i think even in a lot of evangelical places right like 
you know, one of the verses that so often gets thrown, I think, in the very in a very misconstrued way, out of context, mm. right? Is that if you break even one law, right, you are guilty mm-hmm. of all of it. Because right. in that sense, right, when we talk about sin as a failure, like to me, I think sin, sin and it's weird, I feel like we, 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 this is how it always is. For me, my definition is trying to make sin very black and white, right? I see. That some things are sin, they're sin. They're not degrees of sin, they are just, they can be, they can be compound sins, right? Like I think if I, again, that example, if I, if I killed you and stole your house, or right now, like the bombing in Gaza, right? It is compound sins. It is greed plus avarice plus, you know, like all these things. But in essence, sin is black and not sin is white. For me, when I hear your definition of failure to, right? It makes me feel like, right? Like everything could be a failure to, right? Like, you know, right now, why aren't you and I going out and helping homeless people, right? We're, we're sitting here, we're having a conversation, right? That's a failure mm-hmm. to love people because we could be doing something that loves more people or we could be doing something that loves people better. So how do you push back against that criticism? I, I don't. Oh. I agree. Oh, shoot, <laughs> that's not what I expected. Okay. Bro, like we we're using Amazon Prime up in here while people are peeing in bottles and like being forced to work on their slave-like conditions. Okay. Like people are making our clothes in other countries. Like every of course it is. Everything then, is sin from that perspective. So yeah. then is it like is it is it impossible then to live a second without sinning as a verb? I think it's impossible. So this is another part of the problem that I have with the more Western understanding of sin. Uh-huh. Um, because the way that the Old Testament talks about sin is that sin is more of a state of being. Sin is the state of the world now. Like it is just the way of things currently. This is also the way that some scholars believe that Paul is describing sin. That's why he personifies sin a lot of the times. I disagree with that, although not Mm -hmm. strongly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think for me, when I have read through the Old Testament, you know, time and time again, Mm -hmm. I do feel like it points to a system of sin, right? That humanity exists within a system of sin because there are so many layers to which we deny reality, we deny human value, we deny eternal providence, right? Well, so if I'm using your definition, it would be our perception of that reality has been irreversibly broken. Irreversibly? I because I would push back on that too, where I'm like, the whole point of the gospel, the whole point of Jesus is, can we realign in this life, right? Can we realign to a divine reality? Right. So through Jesus, I think that is possible to a certain extent. Yeah. Oh, not to, not to. I don't think the fullness is here. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and it goes back to us talking about the infinite, right? Like for me, the fullness yeah. will never be here, and yet, right, like, like that idea of repentance, right? And you mm -hmm. know, again, another big word that we're gonna have to tackle another at some word, point, yeah. right? Like, yeah. but the idea of repentance as a trajectory shift, right? Mm -hmm. That we were headed towards this direction where it didn't matter, like even right now, with the nihilism that we're kind of facing overall, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. nothing matters, and it's like, well. If God is real, if the infinite deity exists, then that's not true. Everything mm -hmm. matters, right? To say nothing matters is to me the equivalent to being a flat earther, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I get it, you know, I get your argument, I get your logic, but it's not true, right? Mm -hmm. And if you live with that, you will face consequences to varying degrees, but that is mm -hmm. the sin. Like, even for mm -hmm. me, like, right now, like, in my definition, I'm like, flat earther is a sin. Like, I think mm -hmm. flat earthing is a sin, right? Like, it is a denial of reality, right? <laughs> like, you know? Like, it's not right. a preference, right? Like, it doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. you don't go to the airport and be like, do you want the flat earth plane or do you want the round earth plane, right? Like, right. no, this is reality. Um, and, yeah, I think that that concept of, so going back, the concept of, failure, it puts mm -hmm. me in this really weird place. And I think it's where I, like even, you know, I know right now kind of the main issue on my heart and I feel like on your many people's hearts, right, is the genocide mm -hmm. in Gaza, right? Mm -hmm. There's a defeated, de there's a defeatist, defeatist, right? Like attitude mm -hmm. that I feel mm -hmm. like pervades a lot of American Christianity, which is, mm -hmm. well, we're totally depraved, right? And so, what can we do, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just hope in Jesus and then one day we'll die and then everything will be fine, right? Like, and because if I'm gonna fail to love God, if I'm gonna fail to love people, regardless of whatever I do, right? Mm -hmm. Then, and God is just going to wave a magic wand and make us all good when we die, right? Uh -huh. Then what's the point, right? What is the right. point of, of trying to not sin in this life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think for me, it's the reality that this whole faith thing is not a sin management seminar. Like, this is not a, a thing for me to somehow sin less throughout my life. Ultimately, for me, it's somehow trying to see Jesus more clearly um, and to me, the greatest reality is the reality of Jesus Christ. And so for me, it's this journey through life of trying to see more clearly, right, that that reality. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and I think that really what what happens when when we kind of narrow it down to to these like, you know, sin management sort of um, attempts, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think what what ends up happening a lot of times is we we just sort of, um, become defeatist like nihilist right? right we we become like well what's the point in trying then if yeah you know we'll never be perfect well it's like well it's not intended for us to be perfect like i don't think the law that god gave israel was so that they could become perfect there's little sacrifices in there for every time you mess up for a reason right uh -huh. um, and i think for me like it is not perfection that i'm searching for it, it is just becoming more clear in my vision Right. And um, I really feel like in, in that sense, when we look at the world, like 
just to go back to your definition, use your definition again, right? Uh -huh. Part of our reality is that everything we have right now is built on the backs of oppression of other people. Right. Everything we have right now, like there's very little I can point to where I can be like, this is fully and completely devoid of like some form of hurting another person. Right. Like very little, right? And so to me, it's not to avoid that, right? It's to be faced with that reality and have compassion and empathy for those people, right? And that yeah. sounds like an exhausting way to live, and it is. Uh-huh. But I think that is what Jesus wants from us. I think that having that, holding that kind of empathy, holding those two things in tension, mm -hmm. right, is is part of the Christian life. And I believe that mm -hmm. understanding that we we won't be perfect is very freeing for me. Right? It lifts the burden off of my shoulders to say, you know, if I mess up, I mess up. And that's okay. Hmm. We all do at some point or another. Yes. And it's not up to us to necessarily just manage that. It's up to us to continue moving in the direction, moving in a particular direction. Right. And yeah. I think I, I like what you're saying there because, mm -hmm. again, when you're talking about multiple definition, multiple multiple biblical words being wrapped mm. up in our one English word that is sin, right. right? Right. Because I think they're, right, like breaking a covenant, right? Breaking mm. a promise should result in guilt, right? Like, but missing the mark should not result in guilt, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. A crookedness should result in repentance, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But breaking a covenant is, I mean, it should also be, maybe again, repentance is too big a word, but like, like being crooked, right, should be mm -hmm. a corrective action, right? Mm -hmm. But breaking a covenant should be a forgiveness action, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like if I break a covenant against you, I shouldn't be first trying to be like, well, how can I hide this and how can I make it right? The first thing mm -hmm. it should be is, I'm sorry, do you forgive me, right? And then mm -hmm. I can try to make it right to whatever degree. Um, and the Old Testament writers say very similar things about sin. So right. for example, in Leviticus, you cannot forgive, you cannot get offer sacrifice for intentional sin. You must first have it absolved so what you need to and the, this again very interesting it's always between human relationships right it's like you need it says that you need to go and apologize and make reparations for the sin the harm that you have caused right. another person then you can offer a sacrifice then it becomes an in, unintentional sin and is now absolvable okay through, through <clears throat> so pure, here's pure here's my here's my question then <clears throat> mm -hmm. with both of our definitions of sin mm -hmm. It is possible, I think, in both of our definitions to become aware of a sin that we were unaware of, right? Yes, yes. That we have we have done this thing, like right <clears throat> now you're talking about fast, you talk about like, you know, oppression in the fashion industry, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so me buying this hoodie, perhaps, right, contributes to the oppression of another hum human being around the world, and therefore mm -hmm. that is sin, right? Mm -hmm. But, I am on the fence right now. Is there such a thing as if you are completely ignorant 
unaware, right, mm. of something, is it a sin? If you are completely unaware of reality, does it change the reality? Yes, right? Because to me, my part of my definition, right, like that which is done in denial of reality, it assumes, mm. right, like there are certain, like, so can you add ignorance to that denial? Yes. Hmm. Because I wonder if that question, that question is a part of why many people today, they want to be ignorant. It's like uh, in the matrix, right? Like it's cypher, right? right. Like right, if right. I could just not know, then I wouldn't have to deal with it. Right. 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 I kind of, believe that <laughs> I like I it's one of those like like for me like right now right like coming coming out right and realizing that I was queer like part of the mm -hmm. thing that I have to wrestle with is looking back at my time as before I was a Christian and I actively participated in don't be gay conversations and mocking right and jokes you know, mm -hmm. I look at all the times where I laughed at anti-gay jokes and told mm -hmm. anti-gay jokes. I look back at the time when I was a pastor and when I was like, oh, um, you know, like promoted an anti-queer an anti message, right? I sinned, right? Like those are sins. Those were a denial of the reality of other people's human experiences and what humanity meant, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> was I actively sinning? And then I know, again, we're not trying to do sin management, but if in terms of we're trying to figure out, like, what is that trajectory that is holy, it kind of does overwhelm me because I'm like, if I could have been so ignorant of that, mm -hmm. what else? What else? Right? Like, and it's almost like not necessarily a defeatist feeling, but... Mm -hmm it's like, it's like an overwhelming feeling. Mm. I, yeah, I, I'd say that those would probably be in the same category, right? Defeatist and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Like, I think overwhelmed feelings lead to being defeatist. Where you're mm. like, I, well, I can't do anything about any of this. I'm really too overwhelmed by all of it. Um, and, and again, I think that's where the Western notions of sin have really failed us. Like, we've been so focused on one passage from Paul and then basically made this whole like legal category for it where mm. it's now on your record, right? Mm -hmm. When again, that is not how most of the Bible speaks about sin, mm -hmm. right? I love your definition, honestly. Like I think it's, it's really succinct, right? Mm -hmm. Like a denial of reality, like, that that is what I'm seeing, right? It, yeah. It's not necessarily like a mark on you. It's mm. really, genuinely speaking, I think it is people being willfully keeping these glasses on, mm. right? These blindfolds on that continue to mar their perspective, mar their 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 perception of what true reality is, mm. because I, I think that is what's happening. When people are being racist, they are <clears throat> unable to see the reality of the humanity in that race, mm. right? That there is no distinction between me and that person, yeah. right? 
no, our skin color is different. And it's like that's not reality. Yeah. That that is a made up perception in your mind. You are you have a you're having a cognitive dissonance. Yeah. yeah. That's that why person I'm, is a human being. That's why Americans yeah. struggle with Asians. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like wait, like, but oh, you're you're Indonesian. You're so yeah. dark. Like you're a dark yeah. Malay, right? Like. <laughs> oh yeah. Your language doesn't sound like Chinese. Yeah. It's like. Uh-huh. Or the you know the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Senator okay. Tom Cotton. Well, oh gosh, oh my god, that's a funny I'm from clip. Oh, um, it's a different country. I served country. in the Singapore it's military. A, it's a different Are you country. affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? <laughs> like, oh gosh. Um, okay, so then here's here is a here is a, a question that I've changed my view on and has been greatly freeing. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear your thought. Can a thought be sinful? Yes. Oh, shoot. Okay. Then, is it a part of following God? Thought management? <laughs> right? Well, again, I think that, that comes into this, the denial of reality, right? The further you continue to live your life with an acceptance of reality... I believe your perceptions and thoughts can change over time. I don't think you'll ever get there perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever 100% ever empathize with every single person I come across. But that is the hope. That is the goal, right? Like, I I do think that that is something Jesus could do. I I do think, I believe that that is what Jesus lived into, right? Um, I believe Jesus was the most real human being to have ever existed. Right, because um, and, and yeah, and and divinely God, and we'll talk about that when we define Jesus, which that'll be a fun one. Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> be interested to hear what <laughs> I have to say. Um, okay, so so I want to hear. So for me, like it's been this interesting thing in coming out, realizing that so much of my life and so much of why conservative Christianity appealed to me as a closeted person was. Yeah. I was actively policing my own thoughts, like 24-7, or maybe not 24-7, but a lot of the time, right? Mm. I was actively policing my own thoughts and feelings in the belief that some of, that they were sinful, right? That these thoughts Mm. towards same-sex attraction or these thoughts towards sexuality, right? Like these things were sinful and therefore I had to either deny those thoughts or correct those thoughts. I think one of the really freeing things that happened to me as I was coming out was this one realization where God has the power to read my thoughts, but Mm. God in his love, in God's love for me, chooses not to read my thoughts, right? Gives me privacy in my thoughts so that I can figure those things out in safety in my own brain with myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so to me, there is, but I, I, I think it's interesting because if my thoughts are about racism and misogyny and murder and all these things, I do, I, I, I see the slippery slope now that I was on, and I hate slippery slopes because that's how we fear monger everything, but I see the pathway yeah. that my brain was on, which is like, if thoughts can be sin, that's how so much oppression is mm. 
more easily perpetrated, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you can get people to police their own thoughts, then yeah, you don't even need to do work anymore. Like you don't even need to work to oppress them anymore. They'll oppress themselves. Right. So this idea that, and that's why even in my definition, that's why I did that which is done in denial of reality, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you have racist thoughts, if you have, if you have anti-queer thoughts, which I still do, like it's so strange. Like there's times where I'll realize, oh, I'm, I'm having these anti-queer knee-jerk reactions in my brain. Mm -hmm. But I think the freedom for me has been, that's not sin, but what I do in response to that thought is sin. And mm -hmm. I wonder then too, right, if we, and again, our definition of heaven will be very interesting, but mm -hmm. in an existence in which sin does not exist, do my thoughts become fundamentally like, am I incapable of thinking about sin, right? Like, and well, so- Well, I think I would, I would probably put it more like, you are incapable of denying the reality before you. Hmm. So yeah. it's not that you it's... won't have those thoughts, it's those thoughts will be very quickly amended. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. okay, I like when you say that. To me, it reminds me of like, I'm learning about like the history of science, right? Mm -hmm. And how all these people like read Aristotle and Galen and were basically like, oh, the world is made up of avatar elements, right? Fire, earth, <laughs> right? Water and <laughs> yeah. air, right? Like, yeah. and they genuinely thought that. They, they existed in that paradigm. And mm -hmm. I have the ability to think that way. Like I have the ability to imagine that. I just imagine Avatar, right? The last one, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But, it, but I am immediately aware that that is not real, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's not how the world works. Mm -hmm. hmm. I like that. I like that. But yeah, I, I would push back. I think for me right now, I'm still in a place where I don't think your sin, your thoughts can be sinful. I think that passage, mm -hmm. right? God, your your ways are higher than my. Well, I don't think all thoughts are can be sinful, but I do think thoughts can be sinful. Ooh, right? Yeah, and I can see that perspective, right? Like, mm -hmm. but I, yeah, I'm I'm hesitant to commit to that because I think that the the onus of sin is action. And that kind of leads me to my next question, right? Which is mm -hmm. in your definition, right? Can an object or a person be inherently sinful? So for instance, like we talk about the Calvinists, right? Like total depravity, right? That you are okay, born, you are born sinful in nature. I see. Right? I see. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me, I would say that it is not human beings who are necessarily like in a state of sinfulness. I, I again, wow. I think that borrows way too much from judicial language. Yeah. Um, I think that we live in a constant state of sin. Yeah. I think again, the the world, the perception we have of it, and the way in which you know these systems have been constructed around us, are generally sinful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul refers to it as the state of wrath. Yeah. Right. It's it, that. That's what he's referring to when he says God's wrath. It's not 
God is angry. Mm-hmm. It's the reality that we live in. It is wrath, right? Yeah. It's it's violence and fear and you know shame and pain, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And so the to system, me, it, it's the system yeah, is sinful. Yeah. Right. And and our perception of reality is that. Mm-hmm. And and so to me, it's not necessarily saying oh human beings are in a perpetual state of sinfulness as much as we we live. Right. The the water that we swim in. Yeah is sin yeah right to be born into sin to me is like being born in america not like you not like this baby that's what was crazy like you know like all the tulip calvinists are going to come after us right like exactly yeah because i straight up i'm not a tulip Calvinist. yeah like i straight up asked like my former pastor who i do not very much enjoy the company of anymore right like Uh but like i once asked you know like hey he had two kids, right? And right. I was like, the, the second they were born, were they sinners? And he just dead, 100% was like, yes, yes. Right. Right? And I was like, right. oh, she, <laughs> like, <laughs> like. I mean, like, dude, like, like centuries of trauma. And, I know, know, but I'm like, I'm also yeah. like, like, how, how do you parent? Like, to me, that's sinful parenting, right? Because like, uh, yeah, if you, if you're you, denying the reality of your children's individual existence. Like, yeah, you're like, no, from the know. moment they were conceived, they were sinners, right? Like right. there's something inherently wrong with them. But I also am like, oh, like then I totally understand why you can think gay people are sinners, right? Because right. every like they're like, I'm I'm not being extra mean to gay people because they treat themselves with that same lens, right? right. Like they're like, inside of me, there is something that inherently is wrong. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is yet, right? But it's there. And the pathway of God is to figure out what that is and eradicate it and to, to alter mm-hmm. my existence. Right. Um, yeah. So, okay. So we are in agreement on that, right? That there is, yeah. no, there is no created object, right, mm-hmm. that is inherently sinful. Right. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, I think certain thoughts can still be sinful because I do think certain thoughts can be dehumanizing, can deny reality, right? Mm. Like by your definition, then an incel who doesn't comment or doesn't like actually behave inappropriately to women is okay. And I would argue, no, like his thoughts about women Mm. are inherently bad. Like, Mm. I don't think that they are in line with what reality is, with what women are like and Mm. what women are as human beings. Yeah. And so I would say he he is in desperate need of having a renewal of his mind. Right. right? Like, I, I, I don't I don't think it's a you know, oh, you never, your thoughts can never be sin. It's like, as long as you keep it inside, it's fine. It's, I don't think so. I, I think people are still hmm. constantly, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's, I think that's, I mean, I know there's a psychological debate right now, which is our thoughts actions, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that there is, and even for me, I think I realize there are certain thoughts I have that are active thoughts. And there are mm-hmm. certain thoughts I have that are reactionary thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, right now, like part of it is trying to figure out like there's certain times where I get stuck in like church trauma mode, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I'll realize, oh, I saw this thing and all of a sudden my brain just took off on this pathway. And mm-hmm. is that an active thought? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's for me, it's this thing where, okay, and then here's the, the is there such a thing then as a passive sin? No, yeah, I think so. So for example, somebody suffering from depression 
is not seeing the world right. Mm. Right? Like it's stupid. It's not because and this is why again I kind of departing away from like you're bad for doing this or like mm. this is evil or whatever. It's it's simply a failure, right? When you fail at something, it's not just because of your ability or inability to do something. Mm. Right? Sometimes it just happens. You right. failed, right? It it is a state of being, right? It is a statement of the reality. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and I believe that in the same way, a person who is suffering from depression, right, that is their reality. However, it is a flawed perception of reality, mm. right? Their world is not like that. It is not hopeless, right? right? However, they are in a place where their brain cannot handle any other perception, mm. right? And then it might need medication. It might need other, you know, CBT or some other kind of therapeutic help. But whatever the case might be, you know, getting help is not bad. Mm. Uh, and again that's why i'm saying like yeah this yeah. is a, a journey we're all on together to sort of perceive reality better together right um i i, I love your definition so much i keep using it but like yeah yeah. Um, yeah like to me i really think that part of that perception of reality is in you know in our attempts to love god and love people better right. um and i really think that that's why jesus says to not judge mm-hmm. in matthew uh, Matthew five, yeah. right? When he when he talks about the fact that looking at a woman and coveting her as your possession is also just as bad as right. raping her, right. right? Like because it's a denial, it's not, of, it's, but it's not because it's not because your thought is rape, right? It's because right. both are a denial of the reality of her personhood, of her personhood. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, and and I don't think his point there is like don't think those things. His point there is you're the same. So like right. we should really stop judging each other about it and start working together to not have that perception, mm. to not not have this understanding of reality be the way that we function from. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think that's part of the problem with with our understanding of sin right now. It, it's so shameful for people to be like, yeah, like I have perceptions of reality that are really flawed. Mm. Right. That that are really not in line with reality, that are really yeah. incongruent with Jesus's va- values and ideals. Yeah. And instead of looking at those and pressing into those, we hide them. Right. Because there's this narrative telling us like, no, like you're bad because you think that way. Yeah. You're evil. Mm. People are gonna judge you, mm. which they do. Which yeah. again is like, I think that's awful. <laughs> yeah, I think um, what I yeah. am really liking about kind of how you're shifting my view is, yeah, like I am, I am have been wrestling and trying so hard to come up with this black and white definition of sin. I mm-hmm. think, and you're right, like because I have existed in this paradigm for a long time of sin equals bad, <laughs> right? right? Sin equals bad, and right. you know whatever equals good, and the idea that what if sin is not not it's not that sin isn't bad i think most sin is bad right like and that it is detrimental it is hurtful and we should acknowledge those things but Mm -hmm. that sin and sin is this lack it is a it is this lack of that does not disqualify the existence of right that like Mm -hmm. The same, like, it's like running a race, right? Like, if I, if I only run eight hundred meters of a thousand meter race, 
I've still run 800 meters, right? Mm -hmm. The lack of that 200 doesn't mean that I am at zero, right? right? And I think that's what one of the things that you're saying about instead of the sin management of like, how do I stay mm -hmm. on the right side of the sin line? is just right. acknowledging that we are all in this system in which we have sin and we also have, and so I, I think it's kind of um, maybe to wrap up our conversation, um, my, my final question, what is the opposite of sin? What is sin's yeah. antonym? Yeah, for me, it, that would be Jesus, right? It would be the ultimate understanding of and and living into reality hmm. yeah of our true humanity hmm. yeah yeah i think i I'm, I'm with you on that one and i feel like it's funny it's my definition that sets that one up and yet i didn't think about it <laughs> right like yeah like yeah like that the opposite of sin because if sin equals bad then the opposite is mm. good Right. Good, yeah. If sin is hurtful, then the opposite is don't hurt anybody. Don't which, hurt it. Right. Which is kind of like right now again with Gaza. It's like, I mean, a part of my struggle is right. Like, well, I don't want to be anti-Semitic. Right? right. And it's right. like those two things don't like, you know, like you can be right. pro not bombing these people and still not be anti-Semitic. Right. Those two right. things do not go hand in hand. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's. It is a fascinating paradigm shift from the opposite of sin is goodness or holiness to the mm -hmm. opposite of sin is reality, right? And yeah. especially if yeah. that reality is, there is an infinite deity that has presented right. themselves through this tribal deity of ancient Israel and mm -hmm. that we are all humans in this system which that deity has created. Yeah. That's why I'm um, going back to your your statement from before, like the very beginning, when you talked about failure, right? Mm -hmm. And how that makes you feel as an Asian. I get that too. I'm also Asian, right? Yeah. But part of me like studying this stuff was the understanding that failure isn't bad. Mm. Like everyone fails. Yeah. Failing doesn't make you a failure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're speaking to the guy that got straight A's up until. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's not about grades though, right? That's like true. regardless of what grades we got, because I also mm. got straight A's, it wasn't the grades. I still felt like a failure. Right. Right. And that's where I'm like, I had to recognize it is not the act of failing that makes me a failure. Mm. It is my perception of my reality that makes me that failure. Ooh. Right? Yo, that's and so, bars. <laughs> uh, but like that that's what it was though, right? Mm. Like I perceived myself as a failure. So yeah. no matter what what it, I did, yeah, what accolades I received, yeah, I was a failure. Because in my in right. my false reality or my delusion, I was supposed to be this other person. Right. right? And right. so <laughs> the failure of reality of even acknowledging myself. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, that I am this person that did not do this thing or I'm this person that did this thing incorrectly. Right. That is who I am. And that's. Yeah. And to accept that and then to be able to move in love in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. That's man, why that's I, I so put hard. failure to love God instead of mm. not loving God. Yeah. Not loving. Yeah. It, it is a failure to do so. Right. Yeah. And I, I think we do fail at that quite often. Yeah. You know? And. That doesn't mean we are failures. That doesn't mean we are useless or worthless mm. or we shouldn't move toward better. Yeah. It's just 
that is it is a fact that yeah. we do fail. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's like, you know, even for me, like with the grades example, this weird thing of being like, you know, I never understood other people and I won't say identifiers, but, you know, like a lot of other people that would get like C's and be like so happy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, but then I think even for me realizing like, oh, if I get nine out of 10 questions right, it isn't that I failed. I mean, I maybe I did fail that one question, but it should still also be a part of my reality that I comprehended and understood nine other questions, right? Mm -hmm. And that that one question you get wrong does not invalidate all of those other things. Yeah, because yeah, right. your definition, I think when you presented it, I was like, failure, I was like, no! Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I can never <laughs> fail, I must get straight 100, <laughs> right? Like, but yeah, I think that is also, that's not the reality of what God holds humanity to. Right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, that's very powerful. Yeah, man. All right. Um, yeah, I honestly, I don't, I think I like both of our definitions. I feel like if I were to present this in the future, I would present it as these two definitions and be like, maybe there yeah. isn't one cohesive definition. <laughs> I might combine it, you know? I might say something like the failure to perceive the reality of God. Um, in Christ Jesus, yeah, or something Ooh, like that. Okay, yeah. Huh, 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 yeah. I mean, we'll have to talk about at some point, right? Like, and maybe it's in the when we talk about who is Jesus, right? Like, mm. what does it mean for people that have never heard of Jesus, mm. right? Because That's uh, again, a big one. as a youth yeah. pastor, got that one all the time. Got that one all the time. Yeah, right. The, that one. That the, was a big one. The tribe. The tribe on an island in like Polynesia or something. Or, yeah. Anyways, okay. So, uh, yeah, I figure you know usually. In my systematics thing, I would usually go to who is Jesus, but I think we should interject a what is love. Mm. Yeah, because I feel like we're using the word a lot and yeah. we are using multiple definitions for it. And yeah. so, yeah, trying to figure out, okay, so you good with that? Let's Next do what week, is love. What is love? Yeah. Baby, Woo! don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. No more. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope that you will live lives in sin, <laughs> but in in a in a ever increasing awareness of the reality that exists that includes sin in our lives. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, that was, so that was, confusing. That was so hard. That was so hard to just. Yeah. Like. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you all so much. Bye-bye.